to another episode of Spooky Skeptics, my spooky little creepy doodles. I've got our usual suspects, Rick and Tanya. Say hi to the kids, folks. Hi. Hi. Tonight, hi. we also have a super duper special guest, Cole Harold. Say hi, Cole. Hello. Thank you guys for having me back on. Hi. Any darn time, my friend. So tonight, us skeptics thought we would tackle Bigfoot hoaxes and the ones, because there's some out there that really broke our hearts. And we're going to touch on a few of those. Um, First of all, though, I'd like to talk a little bit about something that just hit the news here on July 13th. So, and this goes to show where Bigfoot hoaxes can affect certain things or even Bigfoot rumors. So over in Pontotoc County, which is about 85 miles southeast of Oklahoma City, there were two very good friends out noodling. Now, for those of you who don't know what noodling is, that's where you <laughs> lean your damn hand in the water and nope. you use your fingers for bait. And then you just like grab on when it bites your hand. Woo, got yourself. A no. Fit. That's what it is. Yes, ma'am. No, that's fine. I just didn't know what it was, but no, I'm not doing that. That's horrible. No. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> no, it's all of my I nightmares was, come true. Yes. Was, <laughs> when this first came out, yeah, I was no. actually amazed by the fact of how many of my friends did not know what noodling was. I didn't. And the fact I thought that it was some I sexual did. thing. <laughs> no, that's no. canoodling. <laughs> Right, right. Larry and Jimmy were not doing naughty stuff in the river. No, I mean, they might have been. They could have well, been. been. That might have been. They might have It was now, a lover's quarrel. They were admittedly doing drugs. Now, as, as they were noodling, they had this conversation, and Jimmy looks at Larry and says, you know, I'm going to feed you to Bigfoot. And then a whole argument ensues to the point where it says in the police report larry the guy who killed poor jimmy says jimmy was running away so that bigfoot would eat me and not him so i had to kill him (laughs) so that's his whole defense that jimmy was going to feed him the bigfoot so he had to kill jimmy so he would get that they were canoodling they were doing something they were noodling they were canoodling there was some noodling. There was something <laughs> of some, oh, sort. Yeah. some sort. Now there was no actual Bigfoot sighting, but he made it sound like Jimmy had an in with the big guy, right? And was going to cut him up in pieces. The um, police found a machete. There was blood on the truck. They still Holy haven't crap. figured. Right, and these guys were really great friends. Like their kids, their older kids were dating each other. Where where was this at, Florida? Um, 85 no. <laughs> of course you assume it's florida i would too <laughs> no ma'am this was oklahoma oh well um, okay <laughs> on, on the top, on the top county it says it's southeast 85 miles southeast of oklahoma city on okay. the south canadian river that's where they were noodling canoodling doodling okay. whatever they were doing they were oodling something oodling. Yeah, i've, I've driven know. i've driven over that river a couple times 
out out west. So it's uh, funny that that happened there. <laughs> it just kind of tied in. It came out, it hit the news right after we had scheduled this recording yeah. for skeptics. So I'm like, yeah. well, I got to talk about it a little bit. I mean, there was no, it's not a hoax, but it is somebody using Bigfoot as a defense for murder. Right. Right. So I got to say, it's probably a first. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Well, is, is it like the, is it like the Chewbacca defense from South Park? It's now the, oh my God. Oh uh, my God. Now the Bigfoot defense. Yes. <laughs> uh, Going back to old school South Park when it was still yeah. funny and relevant. Yeah. <laughs> so that is one of the latest Bigfoot stories that has hit my newsfeed. So I thought we, before we hit the hoaxes, let's talk about the ones that we don't believe are hoaxes, even though the whole world kind of argues it hotly. All right, Cole, it's your turn to shine. What's your favorite one that you do not, or that you believe is real, 100%? Uh, well, 100%, and that's only because there's been enough documentation and testing on it and every time that we look at it we're finding more things that basically are just putting it into this is not a guy in a suit is the patterson gimlin footage mm-hmm. we've we, every time that they've done a breakdown they found more substantiating it they've done analysis of the area where the footage was shot they've taken measurements with the figure um, they even replicated the camera to, to see if there might have been something where the camera could have upsized the figure and it could have just right. been a regular person. And we're finding that, no, everything is adding up to this being a, a life-sized, basically Sasquatch walking along uh, the creek there. There's um, a breakdown that actually shows that the eyes closed into the costume or not the costume, but into the figure (laughs) I was going to, yeah, the mouth opened. I mean, and that's when you look at a lot of the costuming of that time that was used for like filmmaking and different things like that, such as like with the ape and like, um, we'll use the planet of the apes costumes. They look nothing like that. Now, granted, they're supposed to look more human, like that. These are apes that evolved into basically more human versions of right. of traditional but still it's totally night and day and there's um just so much with that like you can see muscles moving and Mm -hmm. you can and the only real thing that people point to as this being a hoax is the claim of bob hieronymus anymore yeah and the one guy yeah yeah and the thing with that is um he doesn't even know where the location is never been there he has no evidence to back up his claims of even being in the suit. And one yep. thing that if you look at um, any evidence of Sasquatch or even a report, you have to look at basically, do you have anything to support this claim? Mm-hmm. And Bob Hieronymus has nothing. He passed a lie detector test on a television show, which a lot of people point to as, oh, yeah, he's telling the truth. But Roger Patterson passed twice a lie detector test, and so did mm-hmm. Bob Gimlin. It's so, fairly easy to pass those. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you know the gimmick, putting a rock in your shoe to set your baseline high, like mm-hmm. there's, yep. you know, I mean, clinching your sphincter. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you one would, of them? Which brings <laughs> what I'm doing me, right actually, now. Funny enough, that brings me to my point about Patty. The thing that convinces me the most is his ass, the musculature. 
Oh yeah. Like that oh, yeah. is not a costume. That is a butt, my friends. Yep. I've got a Sasquatch you know, butt. That is a dump truck. <laughs> okay. <It is. laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's the thing that convinces me right. the most well, on the Patty film. Well, the bigger the animal, the bigger the, the pelvic girdle you're going to need to push offspring out of too. So, I mean, dump when truck. you look at specific anatomical features too, if somebody was to perpetrate a hoax in this variety, They'd have to know way too much about mm-hmm. how things, a physical, work, how, how primatology yeah. and anatomy works. Right. Um, and that's what I have with that footage in general, where it's like, it's almost to the point now where I'm kind of just tired of hearing people say it's a hoax because it's like, yeah. you literally have how many years of testing right. over and yeah. over and over again. And it's, it's kind of the, at what aside from the occasional testimony and there's like one other anatomical feature on that that people will point to and say well that's kind of suspect and that's uh the breasts and it's because of the hair on and you look at other primates and they don't really have that much hair there it's usually it's usually um if you look at like a bonobo in the wild it's kind of clear there or even a gorilla yeah. Um, whereas with um, the Patterson Gimlin footage, it's very hairy. Now, granted, I mean, you're dealing with an with an older camera, so there's all types of reasons that that could well, be. Well, plus she wasn't face forwards ever, was she? No, well, she, just she, not two not thirds, directly. three quarters. Yeah. I don't know. My yeah. breasts are completely covered in hair. It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Mine too. Mine no. too. See, there we go. No, and we're <laughs> and of course we're also dealing with if this is a primate that has evolved over how many years, whether it be a descendant of Gigantopithecus or another hominid, there's yeah. going to be things that are eventually going to make it different from others to right. fit right. the well, environment right. that it lives and in. And the important parts could have been uncovered. I mean, if, if she wasn't facing directly forwards, you don't know. Yeah. It's the important no, parts could have been uncovered. Yeah, yeah no, we, we don't see any patty nipples to say the right. least. So it's kind of... <laughs> No, no, not, well, nothing like that. Well, who's to say that it's not that particular species adaptation right. where full body hair was better for them and for survival in a colder right. environment mm-hmm. or for camouflage purposes? Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, mountain gorillas, yeah, like mountain gorillas' skin is dark. We don't yes. actually right. see, like, there might not be hair on the nipples, but it's all the same color. Right. So it could be the same with, with a, you know, hypothetical Sasquatch. Yeah. Right, right, right. The, the one thing, though, that, that interests me about this is that there is one report that I know of that was mentioned on Kryptonaut about a guy that actually had a very close up Sasquatch breast. Uh, I think you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't think that they ever described it in, in, in the same way as the Patterson Gimlin. And I don't think they ever even talked about like hair on it or anything. No, they just noted that the breast was put in the mouth because of uh, <laughs> his, his wounds. As are, we, right, are we right, talking right. the guy who fell out of his deer stand? Yeah, yeah, his and he broke yeah. his back. So I, yeah. that's a man. That story, man. <laughs> I'm from Michigan, and I know what goes on in deer camp. So I don't believe anything deer hunters tell me when they leave the camp. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's why I always scream anecdotal. It's just a story. Well, it's, right, but then the you point. got like pictures of Patty's dump truck. Exactly. And that's evidence. That's evidence. Yeah. Like that's evidence. I one hundred percent believe that Patty is real and not a hoax. Oh, like yeah. I, I'll 
I'll go. And especially now, because we have, like Cole mentioned, they've done so many tests on that footage and they can't debunk it. Well, yeah, Bill, Bill Munn's broke, breakdown of it was just phenomenal. Like you, you can't mm-hmm. dispute what he's saying. And, you know, piggybacking on what Cole said, you look at 1968 with Planet of the Apes. Those are night and day. Like I could, I could make a better costume in my house right now than Planet of the Apes. But if I tried to make Patty, I couldn't. There's no way. No. There's absolutely no, no. way. They it, couldn't. No, it, it there's, to quote that Tenacious D song, it's not a man in a suit. Right. No fucking way. <laughs> so and then that brings us to another one that we've got. The only thing we have is the photographic evidence and the guy's story. And that is the Minnesota Iceman, which is the one that probably makes me the angriest when I think of ones that, you know, I, I believe that the Minnesota Iceman is real, but that story in itself. Now, again, Cole, I'm going to lean on you because you're way more um, detailed with the facts and whatnot. So maybe if you could give a quick version of the Minnesota Iceman story for our listeners, I'd super appreciate it. Okay, so in um, 1968, uh, Frank Hansen, uh, who basically was, um, he was not a carny um, as opposed to what is popularly portrayed in the media. He actually was um, an airport, an air force, uh, pilot at the time he worked in, um, he also basically sold tractors and during, um, the 1968, he went on exhi- exhibition with these tractors to sell them obviously. And with it, he brought aboard, um, a display, which would become known as the Minnesota Iceman. And, um, he, he paid, he charged people 25 cents to look at it. Um, and, it basically didn't get any murmurings until a zoology major by the name of Terry Collins uh, came forward and noticed it and was convinced that this was not a rubber suit. It was a biological specimen. And he attempted to get other members of academia to come and examine the specimen and verify that it was a biological um, species and not, you know, a hoax. Because you can trick one person. It's a lot harder to trick a bunch of people when you're trapped in a room with the figure literally inches away from you. Um, So as time went on, none of the other members of academia that he reached out to, like his fellow college uh, professors and um, peers, took interest in it. They thought it was a waste of time. And this is when he got a hold of Bernard Hoovelmans and Ivan T. Sanderson. Um, and it worked out because uh, Hoovelman's is actually visiting Sanderson in New Jersey at the time. And upon hearing about this, they decided to take a trip and go see the Iceman. And originally they thought that it was going to be a hoax. But as they were examining it, they basically were convinced that what they were looking at over the course of three days was a biological um, organism. Uh, there was a time when they shown uh, a flashlight beam and it melted a bit of the ice. And upon doing that, it cracked it enough that a pocket of air was released and they could smell rotting flesh. Um, they noted that the creature's eyes were shot out of its head, except for one that dangled on top of the, uh, the body. And this gets into uh, a little bit more of the controversial issue of, of the story behind how Hansen got the body. Um, which I'll get to in a bit, but there was other features that the creature had a penis like um, that they measured and different things like that. It had wide splayed out feet. 
uh, there was all these things that they 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 did, did they did drawings of it. They took pictures. They estimated and they wrote down all these different anatomical features that they're like there is no way that sort of much like uh, with Patty, these features are so specific that you would have had to be an expert in anatomy to replicate. Mm-hmm. But the problem with this, and this gets into the controversial aspect, is Hansen's claims. Um, over the time that Hansen showed the body, uh, he had several claims as to how it came into possession. Um, the most famous one, which is where we also get the phrase Minnesota Iceman, is that in 1960, while out hunting, he saw three of these creatures and uh, basically drinking blood from a, from a deer. And that one proceeded to go and charge at him. And he, and in this moment, it unleashed a sound that terrified him beyond capability of movement, um, which is really interesting because especially now that we know about infrasound, yeah, um, yeah. It, it adds more credibility to that claim. But um, essentially he, he took a shot, he was able to get a shot off and he left the body there for some time because he was out with a bunch of fellow Air Force pilot buddies and he didn't want to cause a scene. Um, he ended up going back several times, several months later and reclaiming the body and kept it in his freezer for several years until he decided to make a little bit of money on it with the oh, wow. displaying it in the show. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's just one of the stories. He had a couple others where he actually didn't own the body that he was being, um, that the body was not his to actually display, but he was given it from a wealthier uh, individual who allowed him to display it. Uh, there, there was several more stories similar to that line. Um, but the interesting thing that happened is once... Uh, Sanderson and Hulemans wrote papers on it, the body disappeared. Um, partly of this was because there was an inquest by the FBI. There was, uh, the Smithsonian had some interest in it, even though they automatically ruled it out as a hoax uh, without even verifying the body or seeing it themselves. Um, and what happened essentially was, is as Hansen was moving the body up to Canada, uh, when he came back, um, there was a totally different body in place. Um, and this is where the hoax element came in because then it came out and, uh, when it was re-evaluated by other members of academia, it was revealed that this body was not the same one, but they didn't care. They were like, this is the, what people and Sanderson and Cullens and Hulman saw the, the first time. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of just stayed in limbo there, but um, there's people to this original body. They could smell the the rotting flesh, and they're like, "There's it was not a dummy." Right. Um, there was even a, a, a mini documentary done uh, called "Remembering the Iceman," and it literally was just this guy basically being like, "I was literally inches from this thing's face, and it was not what anyone else did." And um, you can actually look at photos from the uh from the time that when Hulmans and sanderson were investigating the Iceman, and after hansen came back from canada and was revealing the hoax body and there's significant anatomical differences um 
Hoke's body now is in the Museum of the Weird in Texas, mm-hmm. and that was sold in 2013. So if so, if anyone's ever down there, they can actually check out the the Hoke's oh. body. Um, but some people they don't who don't know the whole story or haven't read the original um, papers or seen the original photographs, they'll instantly say that it's a hoax altogether. That yeah. basically mm-hmm. Hubelman's uh, Sanderson and Cullens were duped. And um, that's kind of that's kind of where it's been at. But then other researchers like Warren Coleman have stated that, no, it was a legitimate body um, and that even he was able to note that there was significant differences between the two from the photographs. Yeah, and what you he look at seeing. the photos and you can see it's two different things. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I think he dumped the body because, you know, the FBI and everybody's hot on his butt buttocks about where he got it. And, <laughs> you know, that's what I that's what I think. Well, that goes Just into the conspiracy theories there. It does. It I, does. I, it does. <laughs> well, it not, does. not not entirely, because um, if you find out that you shoot something and it turns out to be closer to a human mm-hmm. than an ape. Yeah they're gonna lock you up for murder in fact that that was kind of one of the big things that uh hansen did say like listen he was all fine with the inquest but he was like if i bring this out i want complete amnesty for any crime i might have committed anything like that and they did not allow that to happen so it so i totally understand why it actually gives him more credibility that says he shot something Right, because he was afraid to. Yeah. He was afraid well, he'd get in trouble for that's, it. That's that's so. the story I hear with everybody who says they had Bigfoot in their sights. Mm-hmm. Like the reason they didn't pull the trigger is because it was too human, yes. and they were afraid it was a guy in a suit, like that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I should uh, just... kill Bigfoot anyway. I could want to kill Bigfoot anyway. Yeah. I actually don't want us to find Bigfoot, and for that reason. Yeah. Well, it. I'm I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that if it takes if it takes a body to conserve a species, I know it sucks. But if we get that body and we protect the species and make sure it's not being hunted. And but do you think that would happen? If we have a body? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Unless no. unless the government swoops in I, and covers it up. <laughs> see, I don't even necessarily think that you need the government to do that because look at all the species that we have now like um that at one point they brought a body forward and they're like this is a hoax like the platypus um right right right. and and a lot and a a lot of it's um and a lot of things is uh with with being in college and discussing such topics with my professors is that most of them don't even care like i could show them evidence till i'm blue in the face and they'll be like oh well show me a body but then at the same time if that happens, I know that their first initial reaction would not be to actually look at it. Right. It, yeah. would, it would, it would be, um, this is fully a hoax or they wouldn't have time for it because well, of how quote, they're unquote, waiting. outlandish a claim it would be to even bring a body forward. They're waiting for academia at large to already prove it before they even are willing to look at it. Like they, they don't want to be the ones yeah. oh, to yeah. say, yes, it's real. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, they don't want to take the chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. But then at the same time, you do have members of academia that have basically shown interest to it and have brought forward at least what I would consider decent amount of evidence to be 
yeah. more open to it than what they are. Um, like the big, look at Jeff Meldrum. I was going to say biggest na- collections. Biggest and, name being Jeff Meldrum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or even. Uh, well, yeah, going back to Jeff Meldrum, you know he's good. Enough. Yeah. His collection is just the best. Like with right. everything from hair and uh, footprints and everything else, or you know even John Bindernagel back in the day before he yeah. passed away. Um, the the idea that you have these members of academia that are basically like, no, this is worthwhile and more than likely an, an authentic phenomenon to the point that they basically have said, you know, belief is off the table. Belief is for religion and things mm-hmm. like that, where you don't have evidence. You have evidence. It's just not the evidence that you necessarily want. You want, right. you right. want, you want, you want the corpse. Well, um, the good thing with, with somebody like Jeff Meldrum is he's willing to immediately call out hoaxes, even oh, if yeah. they're not obvious. Oh, he ripped oh, yeah. apart Terry Crews. Like, oh, he yeah. took Crews down 100%. Like, he's, well, you know, Meldrum did. So. Well, and the Coyote Peterson thing that just happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. He immediately came out with, no, this is a gorilla skull yeah. and a fake one at that. Like, he was yeah. the first. He was not, I don't know if he was the first, but he was one of the first to just pop on and say, no, obviously no. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> right. you and I had talked about that as soon as it, as soon as I saw it. And I'm like, uh, likely it would probably be a gorilla. I'm like, it's interesting, yeah. but it looks like this. And I'm oh. like, and then here we go. Like, within minutes, it was like, you sent me the thing. And it was like, yeah, no. You're, yeah. I'm like, I, uh, I get so excited. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. me too yeah. every time something new comes out you're like ah oh. like oh. even the oklahoma thing when i first read the headline i'm like did they see bigfoot and then i'm like oh no they were just on drugs okay never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i like meldrum because people like say cruise and all them you know they're the people that make it harder for the real stories to come out and for the real yeah. stories to be believed. You know, yeah. you look at like the fake casts and the fake prints or like the, what is that? The Bosberg cripple footage in 1970. Yeah. The foot. yeah. yeah. Well, well the, well, the cripple foot tracks themselves are authentic, but the footage that was done by Ivan Marks is, is hoax. Um, there's a, you could learn, there needs to be a book written just about Ivan Marks. Um, he is perhaps one of the most interesting early big footers and also one of the most interesting hoaxers because he's been, he started it. Um, he was, he was a part of the, in the, the, the work, the crew with Peter Byrne yeah. and John Green. Like the John Green actually was. Yeah, John Green actually in his book um, Sasquatch, uh, the uh, the Apes Among Us, he he wrote an entire chapter devoted to Ivan Marks. Hmm. So that kind of shows you how pinnacle he he was to the Bigfoot community. But yeah. unfortunately, as time went on, um, and this is something that comes up time and time again with a lot of serious Bigfooters, when they don't get. The, the clear picture or evidence that they want to push forward the idea that their claims that this animal does exist um, is out there, they end up hoaxing things. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty common. That's yeah. pretty common. 
And it is unfortunate because then they lose all credibility. Right. So even their real evidence is immediately discredited. Right. You know, I mean, so, and that's part of why I hate hoaxers so, so much, you know? Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. Mm hmm. So we can move on. So we, we've talked about the cripple foot and that's the one. That, okay. So the cripple footage, I actually really, really like because that's the one with the curling toes, right? Well, the tracks, the tracks, yes. I mean. the tracks. Yeah. The, yeah. But the, the footage foot is the stuff he just hoaxed up. Yeah. Um, the story behind the cripple foot is um, they took place in Bosberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially Ivan Marks lived very close to Bosberg. So Renee DeHinden and a couple of the other major Bigfooters were very suspicious of, um, him at the time, uh, that he perpetrated the footprints. But, um, after looking at it through, uh, the help of Grover Krantz, they basically were like, no, these are. These are authentic. They are not, um, they were not hoax. The, the way that the toes were broken, it was so specific that you could make out how the toes went. And it's yeah. one of it's one of the most important pieces of Bigfoot evidence out there and has been used multiple times as support as basically like yeah. this is this is from a biological animal. Weren't two separate prints taken at different times that almost matched? Like it wasn't an exact replica yes. but just just different enough that it could, you could tell it was the same biological entity that yeah placed it yeah yeah well the original well the original um track came from it from a it was some i believe it was like 150 tracks that they found an entire wave that oh, were wow. like this um and then a short time later ivan mark um basically perpetrated this hoax where uh, he, he had a guy get into a Bigfoot costume that's anatomically correct in some of the footage. If you look, it's pretty funny. Um, but, um, like my bobblehead. He, he basically, uh, yes. um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that, uh, even when they did the Harry and the Henderson's, um, photos, like the behind the scenes photos, they replicated basically this hair that hangs down and the way that it's shaped is, is exactly the same, like a, like a normal anatomically correct penis, but it's just overly hairy. Um, (laughs) but again, same. Ivan, Ivan Marks did. (laughs) Ivan Marks. No, no. Um, but Ivan Marks basically did that for, uh, his, his Bigfoot photos and he has, There's probably some hundred photos plus a documentary that he did. And uh, the documentary that actually shows the full footage of um, basically what he refers to as the Bosberg cripple uh, was the legend of Bigfoot um, from 1976. Mm-hmm. And in that one, and that one, basically the story behind the footage was that he got a call that some reported seeing a Sasquatch get hit by a car or a train. They weren't specific as which, and it appears in um, <laughs> every source as, as either. Um, yeah. And he made it to the location and basically recorded it. However, the, um, the, the big footers at the time actually took it very seriously. They thought that he actually legitimately caught something, and that was because of his earlier involvement with them. 
on previous yeah. big footing hunts and the fact that he found the cripple foot tracks. The only problem, of course, for the for the Sasquatch to have gotten hit and then do the cripple foot thing all over again is kind of um it just didn't really make much sense to some other researchers. But yeah, Peter Byrne right. took Peter Byrne took all of his stuff very seriously. In fact, he even um Basically, Byrne and him worked out this thing where Byrne would pay him as a big footer uh, for the footage. And okay. um, Byrne kept it inside of a safe. And here, uh, when it was revealed that uh, by two kids who um, basically knew Ivan Marks and was close friends to Ivan Marks and basically said, oh, that's our backyard that he's filming in. Mm-hmm. Peter Burns like what and he went to the location he found all the everything that was in the footage yeah. and realized that the camera that he was using even scaled things up to make it seem bigger than what it was and oh, wow. uh, he, he tried to can he tried to basically be like I will uh, track him down and be like yo what is this you know you're basically giving me all this fake crap Right. And Ivan Marks left the area. He he packed up and, <laughs> and left. He took he took the uh, he he didn't and the the lockbox that um, Marks gave Burn, which supposedly had all this footage in it. When Burn opened it up, there was nothing in there but just something to weigh it down to make it seem like there was footage. <laughs> oh wow! In there. Oh my so, god! Suitcase yeah. full of bricks. So, uh, <laughs> I just I just googled it. I just Googled the image to see to, for reference. And yeah, it's, it's so obviously fake. Mm. Like it's, oh yeah. It's horrible. Well, and he has, <laughs> he has a bunch, he has a bunch of, um, of footage and a lot of them are ones that a lot of people have seen before. Like um, when you're looking at the Ivan Marks models, um, cause I'll use model as in like, you know, like a model of photograph here, because that's really what it is. It's not like a, um, they're all basically the same type of figure. They have this conical shaped head. They have the dark shaggy mm -hmm. fur. Um, they, they, they usually have a penis. Yeah, they got the pointy uh, head. They, yeah, they have pointy heads and like weird ears that like poke out almost like a, like a bear's. And like that. Yeah, and I don't know if it's if it's me that that sees the image of Patty and points to that as what Bigfoot should look like, or if it's just if it's something else that says, no, that's a guy in a suit. Listen, I don't know at this point, I don't know. Patty's dump truck is the standard we hold all dump trucks to. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Or it's like, <laughs> so if you're thick like Sasquatch, then you're mm -hmm. you're doing all right. Yep. So let's move on to speaking of funny photos, the Cliff Crooks photos. I'm going to make sure we post all these when this episode pops out. They're in our okay. email, Tanya. Um, okay. I'm looking at them right now. Cole okay. was nice enough to send them along. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of different photos on there. Um, if you guys want to taking a look there's a uh they're right after the uh the ivan marks and the uh the cliff crooks photo the, the very first one that you see is known as the wild creek photo and this is the most famous this appeared in so many books in the 90s it was mm -hmm. not even funny um, i hate that so much it was instantly familiar to me when i when i went through this file i'm like oh heck yeah, yeah. like i've seen that uh, so many books cliff crooks is uh 
he's a he's a controversial figure, just like um, Ivan Marks, and the fact that he he started out as a legitimate big footer, um, and as time went on, he started doing fake tracks and tried to claim that he was the first big footer ever. He even opened up a Bigfoot museum. And, um, but starting in 1976, he started revealing these photos of a, uh, a Bigfoot type creature. And they are different in each one. There's two that are kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, the one which is the most famous, which is the Wild Creek photo from the 90s. Um, but then there's another one, which is um, 1972 at the Waterfall Forks, Washington. Mm-hmm. And basically the model is exactly the same. And the thing about Cliff Crooks is that he is a model maker. He is a sculptor. So oh, yeah. Yeah. that's kind of why they have this weird surreal quality to it that's sort of realistic in most of his photos uh-huh. there is one that looks like basically just an orangutan on all fours yeah um yeah. but not not much is known about that and i actually did not even um come across that until very recently after watching the a and e mysteries uh bigfoot documentary that they did yeah um, it, just, it looks like it's carved from wood yeah, like yeah, it's it's so bad compared uh, to the others. Oh wow! Like, I don't even know why you, I don't even know why you would include that after right. in 1972. You do the the waterfall basically photograph, which is sort of decent it, as a hoax, and then you have the um, the 1976 one of a basically what's a dummy in the water, and they knew that this was the case because there's no motion in the water at all of this Ugh. creature. Ugh. Um, mm-hmm. So a, a lot of, a lot of that's, the, that's the dead giveaway with a lot of these photos is a lot of them take right. place in marshy environments or aquatic environments. Yeah. And um, they have these, they're always still, the water is still, there's no, nothing like that. Or um, with the wild Creek photograph, you can see that the water is not that deep. For something that's supposed to be colossally huge you can actually see a log behind the figure yeah and, um so it's only it's only it's it's from that that everyone basically pointed right away and it's like this is a model um it looks like a model though like in the picture yeah. it looks like it's a model, it's too you know it's too stationary and good, mm-hmm. yeah if, if that makes sense like yeah oh yeah um like that's that's one of the big problems even as like a uh, a kid when i first saw this in books i'm like there's a prop there's something so different with this than a lot of the other photos and video that were out like obviously patterson gimlin's going to be that staple image yeah but right. at the same time when you look at that it's completely night and day again you have something that's very it's basically got the mothman shoulders like the head is non-existent it's just torso yeah. Well, th- this is this is a great example of what someone, an amateur, could make at that time. Oh, yeah. To just to just further to further uh, add to the veracity of the the Patterson Gimlin film, like this is so obviously a hoax that it makes that so much stronger. Oh yeah. Oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of brings us to Tom Biscardi and the Squatch Sickle, and yeah. 
you know, we talked about this a little bit before we actually started the recording. So, Cole, do you want to kind of give us a rundown on this? Tanya, close your ears because you won't like this. This is the one about the possum stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, this one is, Thomas Gardy is one who, he uses a lot of biological stuff. I'll put it that way. Like, he actually takes physical things, manipulates them into hoaxes, or at least mm -hmm. um, presents things of that sort, because uh, Rick Dreyer did the, the Squatch Civil in Georgia. But way before that, Tom Biscardi was going around claiming um, that he had, had a, basically what he referred to as the Hand of Unknown Origin, which yeah. was a, a black bear paw that he manipulated, or at least it was given to him manipulated, if you believe his claims. Um, and what they did is they removed the top bits of phalanges and the claws to give it this almost human-like um, appearance. Uh, and it was all weathered out. It was basically mummified. And yeah. he would go around and he would claim that this was a Sasquatch hand. Um, and he, of course, as time went on, it was revealed that no, the anatomy is correct and consistent with that of a bear paw. Just it's been manipulated. Yeah. And then he um, passed the buck on that and was like, well, that's the person I got it from. So, you know. And he's done that a couple different times. Um, there's been several different times where he's received evidence of a Bigfoot and basically brought it forward and said, oh, this is, I examined it myself. There's this, you can clearly see this. And it's revealed that no, it is the, it was the a bear some leg or a bear hand or uh, okay. he went around with the toenail of unknown origin for a time. I found that out on Cryptomundo. I have the belly button of unknown origin. Yeah. Um, and he, he'd been doing this for some time. He uh, uploaded a couple different documentaries called Bigfoot Lives. There's a whole series of them. Um, and uh, What is this guy's name? Tom Biscardi. Okay. Uh, he was a basically a, a promoter. That's what, what he was before he really Bigfoot bit him. And yeah. an interesting side note is that he worked with Ivan Marks. Oh, so uh, back when they were filming all that, he's part of the reason that um, Ivan Marx's footage was distributed. Yeah. Um, so he's been involved in this uh, as a hoaxer for some time. And most people basically state, state that everything that he does, he causes. Um, there was even a time where he uh, said that he had a Bigfoot captured and that he was basically raffling off and selling um internet view time to go see it but you needed to basically pay him a lump sum right. to, see, mm -hmm. to see the creature on camera uh -huh. and uh of course the time came and went and when he was ready to show it the system crashed and that they <laughs> came up with a thing saying that um oh no uh, i don't have it i don't have it anymore and he actually got on coast to coast and george nuri pretty much was like you need to refund all the people or not yeah, and it's unknown if he actually did or not. There was probably not. Probably mm -hmm. not. <laughs> um, but this the system crashed. But let's yeah. uh, let's fast forward now to um, to the Georgia squatch sickle because 
this is the one that most people that are familiar with him or have heard him, this is where they where it comes from. Yeah. And this was back in 2008. Is this the possum one? Yes, this is the possum one. So this was, okay. in, two, this was in 2008 <laughs> when um, Rick Dyer and uh, his buddy, uh, who is a named Matthew Witten, who's a uh, police officer, basically claimed that they found a dead Sasquatch in the woods. And um, as they they brought the body back, they got a hold of Tom Biscardi and they basically were like, here, look at this dead body that we have. And uh, Biscardi did a whole press conference with the two of them and basically showed pictures of a mouth and a tongue, which at first looked very convincing. But mm-hmm. after um, they, they said they were going to do DNA testing on, on the body. Um, so they did what was uh, supposed to be the creature's intestines. And when they ran it, it came back as possum. Um, Tom Biscardi was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's what the creature ate. So, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, that's what the creature ate. That's why you're getting that in the intestine. Um, and as, uh, as they were running basically more things, he's like, I've, I felt the insides. I've, I've seen it. I know what it is. And um, it's, it's a real Bigfoot. And they, and they went on for this for a long time until they actually got the body out and they had scientists look at it and they're like, this is a costume stuffed with roadkill and uh, yep. possums and all types of other things that basically made it look like it had organs, but it was in, all contained inside of a suit. Yeah. Um, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when yeah. this happened. I, I was 25. That's really I'm nasty. From, like, I'm from Georgia. And I, when uh-huh. I heard this, like, oh, my God, I got, I got so excited. I wasn't, I was always a Bigfoot person. I wasn't quite as, as heavy into it as I am now. But, you know, at that point, you're thinking, oh, my God, we have proof mm-hmm. of Sasquatch. And then right. it comes out, it's just this fake thing in a freezer. And I was furious. Oh, yeah. Pissed right. off. Yeah, I remember because my dad, my dad, whenever something, uh, major hits the news my dad usually was like the first person to let me know for whatever reason like when the, <laughs> like when the bidet film hit um and uh basically he she showed me that they that this was all going on and of course i followed it and yeah. um when it when it came out that this was what it was i'm like he got to be kidding me because mm-hmm. it, it's just i mean like were they skinned possums they were just a bunch of organs from the possums Oh, yeah. like roadkill type like, stuff. Like yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just took the insides and put them inside a costume. Tanya, yeah. I doubt. He I know. I tried to warn. I tried to warn you, Tanya. Yeah. I did. No, that's okay. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Believe me, it, was... it breaks my heart too because I have two possums living in my yes, backyard. Yes, that's true. You have possums. It breaks my and heart I have too. Marge the relentless living in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he probably yeah, just had roadkill and everything else, and well, that's that's what he said, yeah. anyways. Yeah, I mean, um, there was a lot of repercussions, though. I will say for um, not so much Rick Dreyer because he was not anything really specific in the community. Um, yeah. In fact, in 2012, he came back out with another dead Bigfoot hoax. Um, after that, this, after the possum thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like anybody's but, gonna believe him no yeah. exactly and <laughs> as soon as it as soon as he didn't get the 
results that he wanted, he basically was like, all right, you know what? No, no, I'm just going to play it straight and safe from now on. But his partner at the time who was involved in the original 2008 one, um, he was a police officer. So once this hit, basically his credibility was ruined. His career was probably, yeah. Oh, his career, like the the police chief even made a statement that basically like, (laughs) you're basically... He, he screwed up and that no one's going to believe him now and that his right. reputation right. literally is gone. Yep. And right. so it, it lasted for a while from what I can tell from everything that's trickled afterwards um, with him. And he's never hoaxed since. Um, Tom Biscardi, of course, you know, he, he claims that, oh, no, I was tripped again for the 27th time. Yeah, okay. Or whatever we're up to. Uh, I don't think I would uh, want people believing I was that dumb. (laughs) See that? And that's that's how I'm a big fat liar. (laughs) How did you know it wasn't a costume full of roadkill? Yeah, especially especially because he said he felt the organs and like he reached in there. And I'm like, you should have felt the mesh of the costume. I I skipped over the zipper. I skipped, yeah. Um, I but, it. <laughs> oh my god! And then fell possum intestines are a little smaller than a great big giant Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you how do you know, Tanya? How do you know, Tanya? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> if a Bigfoot has intestines that little, he better not eat a lot because he's gonna be in pain when he poos. Or do that mean he's possum? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or he eats possums. Let's try. No, 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 no. Sasquatch is, is a possum's best friend. I'll just I say you can't to eat things. possums. That totally ruins everything in my perfect world. Mm-hmm. Big can Okay, so I'm here to uh, the next one up that I want to talk about myself. Here is that. Um, well, I don't want to talk about it myself. I'm just gonna say this one happened right after I moved to Florida. About five years after I moved to Florida, and I really was so freaking disappointed when it turned out to be a hoax the lettuce like park sighting john rodriguez Uh, bigfoot wallowing in the hillsborough river and here i am up in spring hill going oh my god oh my god they saw the skunk it they saw the skunk it yeah and then we find out no no photoshop photo it's it's so stupid i hate it i hate it it's so bad it's so bad heartbreak oh it's one of those things that are so obvious that we shouldn't even yeah. have to point it out. I know, but still, it was so, I mean, I was so excited. And then when I saw the actual footage, I'm like, all right, frick. <laughs> 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 and then, of course, it was come out. It did come out and it was photoshopped and edited. And he tried to say that. His excuse for that when they found the Photoshop tag was, oh, I don't know. I just import it from my SD card and it imports into Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. And I renamed it, yada, yada, yada. Now, as somebody who's completely tech dumb, yeah, that actually could happen, but you would still have the original SD card, right? You know, so that's where that that excuse falls apart. Again, I was so disappointed because I was ready to get in my minivan. I was still a mom at that time. I mean, my kids were still home. Well, you're still, still a mom. mom. Yeah. I'm still a mom. <laughs> but my kids were much younger. I was ready to pack them little bastards up in that Astro van and take a road <laughs> trip to find the skunk gate because of this. 
all right, until I saw the picture. And then I'm like, oh, I could just put one of the boys in a costume and put them in the pool and pretty much have the same effect, you know. (laughs) I would say those costumes would get kind of heavy with water. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another one that was disappointing was the Snow Walker one. Yeah, that was that was one I remember um, being very early on. I used to have a cork board and it was all of like the different photographs of like potential Bigfoots and, and mm-hmm. evidence for, for cryptids. So it was just yeah. colossal. And that was always like a centerfold one. And right. um, upon doing research, I then I then found that, yeah, it was a hoax. And I was really disappointed with that one. I never um, realized there was so many Bigfoot hoaxes. Well, I mean, they've been big. There's been Bigfoot hoaxes going literally right after the Jerry Crew track wave. Um, well, I mean, I know there was, you know, some, but geez, there's like a ton. I legit read about mm-hmm. in Adam Benedict's uh, Mysteries in Print or Oddities in Print. What one was? Maybe it was no Monsters in Print. The first. There one. you go. Okay. Well, no, because I have all of his books. I love those. I love that series. I need to but get his last one. I friggin' love them. But Monsters in Print, there was an actual news article about somebody who had captured a mama squatch and a baby squatch mm-hmm. and was charging people to go. And then you, they just kind of lost track of them. Like, but yeah, I mean, so Bigfoot hoaxes have been going on from the 1800s on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just didn't realize it was so many. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all the good ones. Yeah, these are, just, these are just these are just still the good got ones. Patty, y'all. We yeah. still got Patty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, want to see a Bigfoot. I think <laughs> maybe. What one for you was your most personally disappointing one to find out that it was a hoax call? Yes. Probably. I mean, if we're talking about at the time, it probably would have been the 2008 uh, Squatchicle. Um, yeah. The Snowwalker would have been right up there, uh, I'd have to say, because um, that's like one that was supposedly one of the only evidence for the Yeti in terms of video. Right. Yeah. right. But um, it's clearly just a dude in a coat that. Um, but a lot of the problems with that, though, is I had never seen the full video. I'd only ever seen that image of it going up the embankment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I would have seen the full video. Uh, that would have been a totally different story because it's so bad then when you watch it, like you're just seeing him struggle uphill. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd have to say the 2008 um, sickle body would probably been the most, just because that was so big. That was in my lifetime specifically yeah. that it was, and there was so much buildup behind it. And it was still when I was still getting really oh. into all the backgrounds of bigfoot and, and everything some else psycho like that. stuffed a costume with a bunch of dead things so that's pretty <laughs> pretty disappointing yeah, yeah. <laughs> worst squatch sickle ever miss <laughs> mm-hmm. tanya do you have a hoax it doesn't even have to be bigfoot is there a hoax out there that has personally offended and or disappointed you uh not that no. i know of no, no. How about you, Rick? Well, um, that's that's a good question because I, I typically don't believe much of anything. He believes nothing. He thinks they're all hoaxes. Well, that's that's the thing. I like. I want to believe. <laughs> like, I seriously like. I I have three. You believe I, in Patty, though. 
I have three instances of Bigfoot evidence that I point to as being as close to real as I can get. Like I, yeah. I, like, you know, I Cole mentioned Patterson Gimlin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to mention the Mayaka skunk. Yeah. Yes. I think those are incredibly convincing. Yes. They and, are. and to me, to a lesser extent, the Freeman footage from Richard Freeman, Richard yeah. Freeman. Is that right? Yeah. Richard Freeman. Um, and I know yeah. his brother, since Richard passed, I know his brother is coming out with some stuff soon that uh, I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw on Cliff Berrickman's uh, page about that, but uh, you know, as for hoaxes um, outside, outside of the oh, Paul uh, Freeman, Paul Freeman, was, Paul Freeman, Richard Paul Freeman, Freeman is, is thinking, the cryptozoologist. Yeah, 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 I was thinking yeah. of, yeah, yeah, Richard's in the Kryptonite group, um, yeah. and Freddie Freeman plays for the Dodgers. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm with Cole on this one. I think I had the most build up for the uh, the the squash sickle, and most recently I had the most excitement, and then utter defeat with with the uh, coyote peterson gorilla skull right and it i, I really latch on to bigfoot stuff like i, I okay. really really latch on to it because i it, okay. it's it's what i've been the most interested in forever and to have those things that seem like evidence just ripped away from me just, right it, it crushes me it absolutely crushes me i think it's because bigfoot's probably the most plausible of crypt besides sea monsters those don't count right um but the most (laughs) plausible of cryptids you could be out there there's so much forest and there's so much you know when i was went back home to michigan and we're going through all driving through all state land to get to my dad's tiny little cottage on the lake and i'm looking around and it's all except for his subdivision and one other one which is a total of 20 houses total. Those are the only houses on this little lake. And Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, there's so many, Canada, like all that whole area mm-hmm. going north is like that. We're not mm-hmm. in there. We don't know. You know, it, he's the most plausible of cryptids. Like, I believe there's something out there. I go a step further than Rick where I know he wants to believe where I actually believe a bit, but I just think we haven't found him yet and i'm very very divided on whether i want us to actually find him um you know that i mean that's what i think the the draw to bigfoot is 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 the fact that like it's possible we could find yeah you know it's a biological creature that's Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing with bigfoot it's not it's not something supernatural i know people attribute a lot of supernatural things to bigfoot like they're going in and out of portals they can not turn on camouflage (laughs) no no i i'm in the cliff barrack mccamp the the sasquatch is a biological creature okay well but i have well yes but i do have a question and y'all are smarter (laughs) than me about this uh For something to be a viable, I guess viable is the word I'm thinking of, species, wouldn't we have seen some, if, if they are breeding and living mm-hmm. and people are seeing enough of them like Patty and that, wouldn't we have seen more? Wouldn't we have seen something dead? Wouldn't we have seen poop? Wouldn't, I mean. Well, there's a bunch of things with this. Um, uh-huh. We, there have been. Countless times people have reported seeing family groups. Um, something that also needs to be realized is the bigger you have of a species, the less amount of them they're going to be. 
And that deals with things like, um, look at a whale, for example, or an elephant. The gestation rate for offspring of them, it's a long time. So you're dealing with a species that is much bigger than us. So it's going to have a much longer uh, gestation rate. So that's going to initially cut down on the amount of young that we're going to be seeing. Um, Another thing is when you look at um, the bigger the species also, um, there's different things that go into it, such as, um, I believe it's referred to as osteography. I could be wrong. But that is when um, species of that sort get completely decimated um, during the breakdown process. And this goes into other species eating the bones and different things like that to get calcium and other minerals and things like that. Um, It's the reason why we don't really find dead bears, dead cougars out in the woods as much. That's true. Um, Yeah. There's also the fact that if you look at populations of bear, depending on the state, like here in PA, the last time I checked, our population of bear was something like 19,000, which is not much compared to other organisms. And um, if you're dealing with a Sasquatch, that population, I would say, would maybe be five to 8,000, if that. Because you have Are you to talk about everywhere or like just, just all of the, the United just, States, just in the, just in PA for, for us. Oh, 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 okay. Um, if, if we're talking you think about there's that many there, for, more than likely. And there's always the fact that, um, and that's just going off of bear statistics, right? right yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I'm like, and that's a, that's again, like a, an estimate. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, what we do know too, is the fact that Sasquatch follow patterns. They follow where there's areas of high rainfall, they found there's more Sasquatch um, sightings. Mm-hmm. And this deals with the fact that if you're going to need a large animal, uh, if the large animal is going to live in an area like that, they need that. Yeah. Um, right. Sasquatch right. also follows streams. So a lot of the sightings are yeah. in areas of streams. Um, they, they, they do hunt because in Colorado, they did a study where they find that Sasquatch follow elk populations. Oh, I wondered um, about that because I didn't know if they were... Um omnivores or carnivores or they would herbivores well i mean they've been reported as eating mussels they've been reported cracking open mussel shells and eating that they've been reported catching fish no okay. um, i think it's just opportunistic is how oh yeah oh, okay. whatever they can get whatever they could eat i mean there's been reports of them hunting there actually has been a really detailed account of them snapping the necks of deer so they would uh, probably have very, very strong migratory patterns. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, going back to hoaxes, there's that one lady who swears she has, uh, and it was on Monster Quest. You can find the episode on Bigfoot. She swears she has a family of Bigfoot that live in her yard, and she watched one is of this, them run after a deer. She, yeah, like the yeah. Bigfoot reached up, grabbed the neck, grabbed the back leg, snapped the back leg, uh-huh. snapped the neck. Like it's, it's. I don't buy it for one second. Oh but, yeah. yeah. I, I have heard though the neck snapping thing a couple different times. Though. Yeah. Well, there there was that one instance, uh, I heard it on, I think it may, may have been Bigfoot and Beyond, where Cliff Berrickman was talking about uh, a hunter finding a deer strung between two trees. Yeah. And that's something, and I know cougars will carry their prey into a tree, but not mm-hmm. string it between two. But again, right. that's anecdotal because you don't have evidence of it. But again, right. that's, a, that's a story. And if you did see that, you'd probably think a hunter did it. I would absolutely think somebody did it to, to mess with others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
because that's what Unless you see do. it for your head. Yeah. Speaking your of people self. messing with others, we did not touch on him, but I just want to say Todd standing sucks. Yes. Oh, he, yeah. he, was in the, he was in the notes. Yeah. He is um, in the notes. I think he got skipped over a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, because I, I hate skipped him. up to the squatch sickle. That's okay, why what we did he talk do? about him. Okay. I hate Todd standing. I hate Todd standing. Okay. Todd, Todd Standing, for those who don't know, he released a documentary called Discovering Bigfoot. Okay. And in it, it basically was him running around in darkness, um, <laughs> having things thrown at him, and also um, having clear day photographs of Sasquatches that literally look like Muppets. You can actually <laughs> see. They're awful. They're terrible. It's the um, worst thing ever, yeah. The, the one that he tries to pass off, which is where the Muppet thing comes in, and is literally, you can see where on the nose, where the felt is connected. Uh-oh. Right there. Oh so it's, it's in the face like this. Uh, I swear you can see Made by Grandma 2020. <laughs> um, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's so bad. Oh, no. He, he is doing some sort of good things in regards to, like, Sasquatch protection. Like, he... He proposed a bill in British Columbia to like stop hunting and things like that. But then he goes out. uh, Yeah. But um, yeah, he's trying to stop hunting and protection of Sasquatch in British Columbia. But at the same time, he then goes and hoaxes all this stuff. Right. Like there's, there's hours and hours of footage of like some things that he's done. And it's some of them is more, like he put a lot of effort into it, and then others is just. It's I, a you know, so, yeah. that's what I mean. They do more harm than good to yep. the very field they profess to love. Yep, yep, yep. You yep. know. Well, why is it. he trying to get a law passed when nobody's not a hunter hasn't caught one? Is he just doing that to make himself look better? It's it's for clout. It's absolutely for clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, his those pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> well, again, yeah. we've got all this stuff in this file, so we'll make sure everything gets posted. There, there was uh, we were watching. There was a CW series that Ryan Sprague had started. It was Mysteries Decoded, I think, but it, it came out in twenty and twenty one, I believe. That but familiar. yeah, I ju- we just started. Mm, I just sure started I watching it. You know, I watched through the whole thing, and they got to uh-huh. a Bigfoot episode. And they said, we're going to go talk to Todd Standing. And this is in 2020. And I started banging my head into the wall. (laughs) Amy and I were both. I clearly haven't seen it because I want to remember that. Well, it's it's actually a really good show because they're they're critical and and skeptical of a lot of stuff. But that was like the one thing that stood out to me. And we were both watching, Amy and I were both watching it. And we're looking at this and the images, the photos he's showing and the footage he's showing. It's just like this dummy head with no mm. features moving and amy's sitting next to me is like if that's a real animal it's gonna be moving its lips or something or it's gonna yeah. be fluttering its eyelids there's, right. there's gonna be some motion like i stood and watched a kitten sleeping today to make sure it was alive and i could see its I've chest rising like that before. <laughs> yeah like I, I, its ear was flicking a little bit like there was these there are these signs yeah. of life that you get with, yeah. with animate objects that if it's just a, a mask on a stick it's yeah it's i hate, not it. I hate do it so that much. yeah i hate it so much yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the shitty thing about that, though, is like when he did the documentary, he actually had like uh, John Bindernagel, for example, was on the documentary. He is one where he takes it very serious. Oh, he took it very seriously. Yeah. R.I.P. But um, and he wrote basically all these 
there's some of the best books on Bigfoot, even though they're super expensive. Um, yeah. And and basically, it's more from a biologic a biologist's perspective. Oh, okay, um, that would be on, on, on Bigfoot. Yeah. And, um, he basically he was of the opinion, um, much like myself and um, Jeff Meldrum and, and a lot of a couple other major academics, that you know, the Sasquatch yeah. is a viable species. It does exist. Um, yeah. As I pretty much have mentioned earlier, but. The thing is, is that he went on Todd Standing's documentary and he didn't really, wasn't kind of like, this is real, but he was just kind of there and it's like, you're not helping your claim. Right, right. Because if he's there and he's not saying, you suck, this is fake, then you kind of think he agreed with him. The best thing though, is if you look up discovering bigfoot on amazon jeff meldrum actually has a comment and it's like a one star review comment on amazon <laughs> for the documentary and oh my god is like this is just masks masks and muppets basically like oh, that's, yeah. uh it's 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 like, awful it's terrible it's uh, so bad they are it's it's bad it's painful i try to rewatch it just for you know, prep for this, and I'm like, I, I got like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm shutting this off. I can't. Yeah, do it. yeah. I'll watch. Like, I, I have a pretty high tolerance for Bigfoot stuff. There are other things I'll I'll skip, but yeah, there there's certain things out there where you start watching it, and it's just it's so painful to get through because it's obviously not yeah. real or obviously a fake or obviously a hoax. And all right, you know, so the gorilla face imposed over that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, that there's that new documentary that just came out um i haven't watched it yet it's like faces of beauty or some weird title like that uh-huh. and um it deals and basically one of the clips in it that's supposedly from a bigfoot is literally a dude in a costume <laughs> like and it's the stereotypical brown suited one that everybody and their mother has seen yeah and they're right, showing right, right. This, this, and, uh, and um they're i haven't not watched helping themselves no by doing stuff yeah, like no no, um, it makes it worse because it's like I said, it just hurt it it hurts more than it helps, you know, right. even if you say, well, at least I'm bringing attention to the field, but it's the wrong kind of attention. Right. It's yep. the wrong kind of sometimes bad press is bad press. Right. Yeah. You know, and then people look at us like we're nuts. I mean, we might be, but that's totally not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're just clinically nuts, not not nuts right. in this regard yeah right exactly and not i'm out here going nuts. look at that dump truck that's not fake mm-hmm. you know and then there <laughs> so, i don't know because patty forever i also like my yeah. and i am very close to my and yeah I you're just not far can't, not far at all i'm literally like an hour away i just can't do it alone so it's just been a matter of finding somebody to go right hikey hike hike with me like one of y'all were here i know you guys oh, yeah. be right right there with me but also i have kayak there i'll tell you though that's the place of like the 12 foot gator that's surreal well i i surreal i don't I googled see a 12 it. foot gator like i, I <laughs> was <laughs> curious i googled where mayaka was and i know it, it's it's a large swamp slash state park and it uh-huh. stretches up into polk county which is uh-huh. where my mom lives so oh, next time i'm enormous. down yeah like i i you know she's in the middle of nowhere there's so much swamp and stuff so i might next time i'm down there check it out uh and and they have pur- purposely avoid you trina wow whatever, <laughs> whatever rick Rarer, Anywho, <laughs> uh, they have cabins there though that were built in like the 1930s but they're really hard to get 
reservations for because I wanted to I wanted to stay in like their primitive cabins you know and I wanted to stay in one for like a week and then just explore up that river and redo that trail they had a guy filming a documentary but he didn't find anything but I really like it's my next legend trip that I want really 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 Mm. want to do so oh because I um, believe in it (laughs) absolutely I do too I mean I want to (laughs) <laughs> yeah I re- but see i really want bigfoot to be like peace loving herbivores that wear flowers in their fur and see i just want big scruffy ginormous animals that are slightly sentient sentient enough to avoid us and yeah aren't interdimensional farmer fairy creatures okay that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the bad news is, uh, Tanya, if you're a primate and you're that large and you can move that quickly, you're not just eating vegetables. Yeah. Well, bears do, though. Bears, bears eat lots of meat, buddy. Fish. They fish. Bears ate my neighbors. Never mind. They're no, opportunistic. No, 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 no. I mean, like, like. Bears ate that guy in Alaska and then that other guy. That, well, that was guy on Grizz- was dumb. He made yeah. friends with them, and you can't. Yeah. Grizzly bears don't want to be your friend. Oh, didn't they want to oh, eat yeah. you? <laughs> that was actually sad. Though. It is sad, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they were his friends, but you know, they were his buddies. Well, they no, were hungry, they and <laughs> no. Oh, um, before I know, I don't want to derail this conversation about bears, but Cole, before you <laughs> <could> ask, <laughs> um, <laughs> what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Sierra sounds? They're interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, that's I've, my answer. <laughs> like, like, I've listened to a lot of different Bigfoot audio, and um, with the Sierra sounds, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. I, I, I obviously a good portion of me wants to be like these are authentic. What sounds. What are the Sierra sounds? Uh, the Sierra sounds basically are a series of reported um, Sasquatch. Mm-hmm basically noises um oh there's there's a there are a lot of loud noises i believe this isn't the one that, that they weren't reported by ron moorhead right Am I it right? is ron moorhead yeah yeah okay so you're talking about it's like the samurai chatter what they call yeah it. Yeah. yeah it's i like they're it's, talking or something yeah yeah it's, yeah it's basically like a language or what appears to be a language and that oh. the Sasquatch are allegedly able to, they have some sort of language and it's something yeah. that's been heard before in reports. Uh-huh. Um, but this goes back into the big problem that I have is as, as interesting as they are, I don't know what the, what, what it, what it, what it would be. Um, right. Because I'm torn 50, 50 on whether Sasquatch would be, a hominid descendant or if it would be a heavily evolved descendant of Gigantopithecus. Right. Because, um, I, and I, I tend to lean more towards the hominid. So if that's the case, it having some sort of communication, a language, a proto language, uh-huh. that would make sense to me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, why do we then have wood knocking and rock throwing? and tree breaks and all this other stuff that's more indicative of a great ape. Yeah. Right. And okay, but the rock throwing could be I mean think about it. Realistically in a 
if you think about time and how fast it is, it wasn't too long ago that white man landed on these shores and these creatures would have been pushed inland and they wouldn't, mm. they would have been trying to hide and maybe they reverted to what they consider a childhood code or forest language to avoid the Europeans and the white man. <laughs> there we go. See, I got an answer for that. Oh, one. man. I mean, it's, it's off into the weeds. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. We do know that in since settlers or inquisitionists as you know they actually were they yeah. started coming here they've had reports and had witnessed basically sasquatch like creatures mm-hmm. um this going all the way back to the leaf erickson um right. the, with the vikings so we know that they've there's been a steady report of this just but there's never really been at least to my knowledge, anything specific like that. And even the Native American tribes that were here way before that have reported that this is stuff that they just tend to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, they're, they were referred to by Native Americans or, or the indigenous or the First Nations as the forest people. Yeah. Like they, were, they, were another, they were another people. Yeah. And, then, and that's something, too. Like, you'll hear them, like, in different tribes, like, the name will mean, like, Big Brother of the Mountain or something along those yeah. lines. So there's right. more of a there's more of a human aspect or even, you know, like there's the, the myth of the stone giants right. where essentially the, the legend goes that the, uh, and this goes into uh, Sasquatch lore a little bit, that the, um, they were originally just a normal Indian tribe that was essentially cursed into being these colossal, almost impenetrable giants that were cannibals. Oh, that's um, like Wendigo. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you have Wendigos, you have stone giants. There's like, there's, there's all this different stuff mm. that's kind of all interwoven and it changes. Like there's a, there's a, there's a main plot, but then it changes per tribe. So it's extremely yeah. interesting when you're comparing it um, across, across the nation, all these different beliefs mm. and legends. Um, and that's, it's also the same way how like you'll have like some tribes view Sasquatch as a spiritual being, whereas others right. view it as a physical flesh and blood creature. Yeah. I'm with um, those tribes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even then, even back then, even with the early native settlers, they're still there's they were having the same conversations as what we're having now, which is really interesting. Right. Fighting um, around the fire. I'm telling you, he wasn't a freaking fairy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I think I tend to think that they would be um spiritual creatures instead of that's that's where I'm at. And I know y'all are yeah. like, no, <laughs> it's, it's a convenient answer. It's, it's like ultra terrestrials, you know, they, yeah. it, you, you attribute to them anything that can explain what has been reported. Like, yeah, they can turn on camouflage. They can skip into a portal. No, uh, I just figure, you know, a lot of the well, native American stuff, well, <laughs> it's very the, spiritual type stuff. You know, one of the interesting things I will say about um, the supernatural Sasquatch aspect is uh-huh. we're seeing less of it um, yeah. from the 70s. Like, yeah. I, got <laughs> Stan, I got Stan Gordon's new book and there's only one account in it. Whereas okay. if you get, and it was just a Sasquatch disappearing and there's all types of things that could go into, did the witness look away at a certain point? You know, right. different right. questions. Cave. That well, I know, I know Stan Gordon attaches UFOs pretty heavily to Sasquatch as well. He, he does. Um, and a lot of that comes from the Uniontown UFO incident. Um, yeah. 
that's the big one. And there was also the Ohio pile incident where the woman came out and shot at him and they disappeared. Um, Yeah. There's, so those are like two big cases. Um, The Uniontown case could have been, um, I know I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times with the idea that, just because you have a Sasquatch and a UFO in the area does not mean they're interconnected. They're together, right. right. They're together. Right. It's like if you saw an elk and a UFO together, you're not going to think that the elk <laughs> is an alien. You're yeah. going to think that, um, you know, you're going to think it's an earthbound elk and then there's a UFO there. Right, right. exactly. It's, it's, it's correlation, not causation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's things too, like when you look at, like when John Keel was describing the zone of fear, how animal, how he reacted in a in a bizarre way. Imagine how yeah. animals happen if that is if that is something that happens more frequently than what's reported. Right. Well, that's that's the, the whole that's the infrasound thing. It, yeah. You know, that's if that I know elephants use infrasound and a lot of larger tiger, creatures tigers, use tigers, yeah. and it, yeah. it it there's something visceral that it it hits in our brain that triggers that fear response. Mm-hmm. Or that, or that unsettled response, and you know there are a lot of things. Uh, that's what a lot of uh, ghosts and hauntings can be attributed to is, mm-hmm. you know, electromagnetic fields and infrasound causing that fear response. Yeah. So that's it, it's fascinating to me, but I don't I don't want to pile too much ability onto Sasquatch. I just want it to be a hominid or a descendant, uh, uh, you know, that branched off six million years ago. Yeah. Um, that that's that has yeah. Like just he just they just happen to hang out in the woods and hide. Yeah. Like that's. See, my whole theory is they got driven into the caves, and that's their highways. That's how they travel. No. See, like I have, I have whole ass theories on this. No. <laughs> Maybe albino and blind. <laughs> no, not. Oh. I didn't say they lived in the caves. I said that's how they traveled. Mm. Different. Well from place to place that's how one population gets from another uh-huh or through the woods <laughs> whatever i'm skeptical of trina right now that's what i'm skeptical of you can be skeptical of me it's cool i don't <laughs> exist <laughs> i'm no. a figment of your imagination <laughs> you're, you're the first intelligent ai that's gone rogue <laughs> oh fuck we're doomed <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> skynet is real and it's high <laughs> not high enough my friend oh, <laughs> so this has been a super fun discussion thank oh, you I love it. so much oh, yes. Cole yeah. oh my thank god you. thank you guys for yes. having me on you I've been like looking forward to it yes. yeah. <laughs> like I, I will talk Bigfoot all day like there are certain oh, things yeah. that I can just go on and on about and I appreciate you taking the time to do this with us it's, it's oh, phenomenal no problem, no problem. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, like, insane. I can talk about crypto stuff for, <laughs> for days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. I have so many more episodes in mind with you as our super duper special guest host, Cole. <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime. Anytime. Awesome. <laughs> so, thanks for listening, everyone, and stay spooky. See you later. Bye. Bye.